I'm Cheryl Broom, CEO of Gradcom. And today's podcast is really fun because it's about a project that I thought I would never do again after leaving my own college a couple of years ago. It is the class schedule. Uh, one of our fantastic clients, uh, North Orange Continuing Education, also known as NOCE, mails out their class schedule to more than 350,000 households three times a year. So if you do the math, that's more than a million class schedules that they mail out. And they really wanted some help reimagining the class schedule. Uh, because of COVID, they saw their enrollment decline by 43%. So they lost nearly half of their students. And so their president asked them to put together um, a re-enrollment plan. And part of that plan was taking a look at what they were mailing out and making it be more marketing focused, uh, more persuasive, and more of a, a showcase piece, something that they could really be proud of. And so they hired us. Uh, to come in and help them kind of tear it apart and rebuild it from the ground up. So today's guests, both from NOCE, Jennifer Perez, and from Gradcom, our own Jamie, um, joined me to talk about what that project was like and to give some takeaways to other colleges who might imagine going through the same type of process. It's a great conversation, a lot of good takeaways. I'm also going to put the class schedule itself into the podcast notes. So take a look at it. And there may just be some ideas in there that you want to steal for your own college. Enjoy. Well, great. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to have you both on the podcast. And I want to start off by having Jennifer, you introduce yourself. And then, Jamie, um, you can tell us about who you are when, when Jennifer's done. So, Jennifer, take it away. Great. Well, thanks so much for having me, Cheryl and Jamie. My name is Jennifer Perez. I'm the Director of Campus Communications for North Orange Continuing Education. We are a non-credit um, entity. We are a freestanding non-credit school. Uh, we are only one of two in the whole state of California. The other is San Diego uh, College of Continuing Education. And so we have our own governance structure. We have our own executive uh, branch. For example, we have our own president, et cetera. Um, and so we are a little bit unique. Uh, we do, we're within the North Orange County Community College District, which also includes Cypress College and Fullerton College as a credit. We call them our credit sisters. And so, but we have, um, we serve about 29,000 students each year. Um, ranging from preschoolers to seniors. Uh, we have three different campus locations in Anaheim, Cyprus, and Fullerton. And then we also, one other thing that makes us unique is we offer classes right in the community, right where people may need us. So we offer classes at over 100 community-based locations um, in partnership with K-12 schools, churches, community centers, um, nonprofits, skilled nursing facilities, rehab centers, et cetera. And so um, our programs are accredited through the Western Association of Schools and Colleges. And then as part of the California Community College System, all of our uh, courses are approved by the state of California. Uh, we offer all kinds of different programs on credit programs to enhance basic skills, gain employable skills, prepare for credit, uh, provide self-sufficiency. So for example, we have um, adult basic skills, so high school diploma, GED preparation, English as a second language, U.S. citizenship, parenting. We have a huge older adults program, which we call our emeritus program. And then we have a very large uh, short-term vocational program. 
uh, certificates, workforce prep, and then we have a model program for our adults with disabilities. So we really do serve our whole community with a variety of programs and services. Great. Uh, and I just absolutely love working with non-credit programs because I think that at their very heart, they're what community colleges are all about, right? They serve the community. Yes. And like you said, you are offering classes from everybody from preschoolers to senior citizens. Uh, and it's pretty amazing the breadth of programs and the amount of students you have, 29,000. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> <laughs> fluctuates here and there, but yeah, it's about, we average about that. And yeah, we love to say that we meet our students right where they're at. Um, and so, because a lot of people ask us, why would I go to a non-credit school? Like what, you know, I don't get a degree, but really we're helping students accomplish goals that they may not be able to accomplish otherwise, you know, that will help them to get back into their communities, you know, in a more productive way to feel, um, you know, valuable for bringing their family up through poverty, out of poverty, and into a better um, standard of living. And so it's just very rewarding to help um, people in a wide variety of, of um, programs and services. Great. And we have the opportunity to work with you on a really special project, which we're going to talk about. But before we do that, I wanted to have Jamie introduce herself because she played such a big role um, in this project as well, and it's helping you with some of the marketing initiatives at NOCE. So, Jamie, introduce yourself and tell us about your background. Yeah, delighted to be with you ladies today. I am the Client Services Director on the grad GradCom team. And so what that means is I am the person sometimes in the trenches with our client partners to bring um, projects to life. For NOCE specifically, we um, have worked on a number of projects. We're a really good partner with NOCE and have helped them in a, a lot of ways to um, bring projects um, to the forefront. So this, what we're going to talk about today is just one of those projects and I can't wait to share it with everyone. So I want to take our listeners back in time, at least <laughs> <laughs> like 15, 20 years back in time when I started working at a California community college and I did not understand what non-credit education was, and it was not a priority for my department at all. Um, I don't think I did anything to promote non-credit. I think I sent a photographer to the adult high school graduation. <laughs> I think that's like the extent. And now, um, fast forward, you know, a decade, and California changed some of its funding models and started giving colleges apportionment dollars to have non-credit students. And then all of a sudden, um, non-credit, at least in the marketing world, became more of a priority. It's like, wow, you know, these classes are free, but our institution is actually going to get paid to have students take them. And so marketing right. became more important. And Jennifer, I know your institution's a little different because all you do is market non-credit. Right. Um, but before we jump into the project, I, I wanted to see if you had seen a shift in the importance of marketing non-credit at all over the last decade or so, what your experience with that's been. With non-credit, even though we do pass our curriculum through our, our faculty and um, up through the state of California, we can really react quicker and um, respond to community needs in a quicker manner. Um, and so... I feel like we can meet the, the community right where they are. And so 
the importance of non-credit has grown. In addition, the funding model, yes, has changed a bit. And so, whereas non-credit um, apportionment classes were funded at a lower level. Some of those classes still are, but many of them now are funded at a higher level. We call those um, career development and uh, college preparation courses. And so um, there's an incentive now to offer those types of classes. And so some of those, for example, are like our career technical education classes, which they're all important. All non-credit classes are important, but those are really important to our workforce community and our students that really need to get in and get out, you know, from anywhere from a six month period, you know, to, uh, you know, one or two years of completing a certificate where they can then go out and start to, to earn a living, a livable wage right away. And your institution is right in the heart of Orange County. So there's a really population, a really dense population area. Like you said, you've got 29,000 students, 100 locations, and you um, do digital marketing. You do, you know, some more, I guess, modern type of marketing, but really your biggest marketing is your class schedule. Yes. So our research um, through our application process, we've been able to, um, it, well, since the beginning of time, we've, we've noticed that um, anecdotally um, that our class schedule was important. However, our recent research over the last several years has um, made that example for us. And so what we find in the data is that our number one um, reason for coming to NOCE is actually a referral by a family or friend. And so that's our highest um, marketing tool there. But our second marketing tool, uh, most effective tool is our class schedule, our printed class schedule. And so um, we've always printed a class schedule. We used to have four terms. Now we have three semesters, actually two semesters and a summer term because we have 18 week semesters. We mail out 375,000 schedules each, uh, each time we send it out. So each semester. Uh, so that's three times a year. So that's like a million. It's like a million, a million class schedules. <laughs> True. So that's to all of the North Orange County uh, Community College District residents. And then in addition, we also print an additional 15,000 boxed copies or copies that we box. Um, and that is those copies then go to our three centers. We mail them out to all of our community partners and to all the locations where we host classes. And then we also utilize those copies for when we do community outreach, when we do like tabling events and things of that nature. We found too, like during the pandemic, um, we learned, uh, obviously we had to pivot right in March and that was right when we were building our spring schedule. And so we obviously didn't send a schedule at that time. Um, and so what we found is that, of course, our enrollment dipped. I mean, of course, our enrollment dipped for a variety of reasons, right? It was the pandemic. But people were were like, where is that schedule? I want it. They want to hold it. They want to put it in their purse. They want to look through it and leaf through it. You know, we find that with community colleges, credit colleges, you know, you know, for sure, like, okay, I want to major in business. I know where to go and where to find that information. A lot of times Google search, right? But if you want to do learn about English or maybe some parenting classes, maybe you didn't even know we offered parenting classes. Um, that 
that would be something that you would, you know, if you get it in the mail and you see it and you, you know, you're, it's attractive and you see their smiling faces and people being successful and, you know, hearing of the stories of our students, uh, you know, achieving their goals, then you might be more willing to, you know, register. And, and, and so we find that that's what brings a lot of our students in. I think that's interesting because I think there is a psychology behind credit versus non-credit class schedule mailings. And I get asked this a lot, should we still be mailing our credit class schedule? And for credit side, you're right, it's college. I mean, people generally who are going to go to college know that college starts twice a year with the summer semester. (laughs) And there's certain majors you take and you have to go see a counselor and like people kind of have that figured out. So getting this like huge hundred page schedule that has every section of English 100 is kind of a waste. But with non-credit, anybody can take these classes and they're free and they don't necessarily know that they even exist. In fact, I had a focus group with Maricosta College ESL students last year. And one of the students said uh, during the focus group, she was from Latin America. And she said, in my country, only rich people go to college. Nobody goes, Mm -hmm. you have to be rich to go to college. And there's no such thing as free. There's no free college. Like she didn't even know free English classes were a possibility. Like it wasn't anything she was even in her mind in any way. So she needed something to say like, hey, this is here for you. It's free. Like, um, so very different, I think. And I think it's such an interesting and important tool. Yeah, we get that question a lot. Like, really, they're free? Why are they free? And so we do, uh, we kind of have gone back and forth because we know free is attractive. Free can also be negative, though, because free can also mean low quality. And so we're really strategic about how we utilize the word free and which populations really gravitate and like appreciate the word free versus which ones don't. Um, And so a lot of times we do use, we interchange that with tuition free, um, which may not seem like a little thing, but in marketing, it is a big deal. And then we also go the extra mile and we explain that, no, there is a cost. So we are, these courses are being funded through your state tax dollars. And so there is an investment here and you're you're actually paying for this investment. So you might as well utilize it, right? So we try to share that um, information every time we go out uh, and we get questions about why is it free? <laughs> oh my gosh, Shiffer, that's so funny because I was just, I did a presentation in November at the Community College League of California with Miracosta about our non-credit work. And they are heavily utilizing free, especially for ESL. And this, we had this board member, I don't remember what, he is a trustee from another district and he was in the front and he raised his hand and he goes, nothing in life is free. There's no such thing as a free lunch. (laughs) And I was like, well, it is free. It's free for the students. He's like, it's not free for me. I pay my taxes. And exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. And then we have to say, and you have, we have to, you know, we have to break even. So we have to say, your your payment is attending class. So we have to meet those um, minimum like attendance. And so we do have a, a little bit of, of an uphill battle in trying to explain that because sometimes free also is like, eh, I can miss a class. And so we really try to empower our students as to why they need to attend. And, um, you know, the benefits of achieving your goals and the more you come, the faster you're going to complete your goals, et cetera. Yeah, that's true. Because when you do have like skin in the game, like when you have to pay something, 
it does make you want to stick it out a little bit more to get your to get your money's worth right right <laughs> <laughs> so you want to show them the benefits and what they're going to get you know right. the outcomes of their time and that actually is a great segue into this project because i'm going to ask jamie to chime in here um you came to us and and you had been developing, you know, this class schedule is really important. It is a great resource. It lists, it lists your courses, but it didn't have any marketing in it. It didn't show the value. It didn't have testimonials. So it was, it was just a resource booklet and not necessarily a marketing piece. So you had come to us to see if we could help um, elevate it. And so I wanted to, to, I had asked Jamie to come and help manage a project. So I wanted to have Jamie chime in here and, and uh, fill us in on what you thought when you first saw the class schedule, what you thought about this project. <laughs> I know that she's your client, so she's going to be, she's going to be very diplomatic. I'll be so gentle. <laughs> um, well, I, I think that, you know, I came from, um, you know, a college, community college background too, and I've been making schedules for years and decades just like everybody else had and i thought that this was a, a dead thing that we didn't do these anymore and so when when cheryl brought me on board and said you know we have a client they're going to print a class schedule i think you'd be great for this i thought um yes i would be great for this and i really didn't think we were ever going to do this again <laughs> um but i love what you say about meeting your students right where they are and putting a tangible piece right into their households, right into their homes, right into their hands is um, pretty powerful. And when we look at the type of student that NOCE is, is developing programs for, this tool is perfect tactic to support that. And then if you think about, you know, a million impressions a year um, times two people in the household, the return on the investment um, and what you're seeing in enrollments, obviously there, but, um, when we took the project on, we recognized that there was going to need to be some change. You recognized that there was going to need to be some change, and so our first um, our first go at it was just to, to, to do two things: one, do just a really honest review of the current schedule, like look at every page, review the content, you know, and make observations about what we're seeing in there from a from an outsider's perspective, not somebody who has any sort of skin in the in the NOCE game who's gonna, you know, have feelings hurt if we start to take things out. So we did just a really deep dive into, you know, what's the schedule look like right now. Um, we also, I thought it was really great, your project included a, a committee of people from across the campus. So it wasn't just marketing looking at it, it was di division directors and um, your president was participating in those early conversations. So we're listening to, um, everybody within your organization to understand what was going to be important coming out of this this schedule re reimagination project and um we had some really cool findings and obviously we knew that that it was full of copy and it was going to have to have some copy rewritten and we knew it was a little tired and and crowded and not full color um those are all things that, you know, we could cosmetically affect change in. And that's how we, you know, started. And then we got to work and, and bringing forward a, a different look and feel for the schedule. I remember going through it the first time and I'm like, why is there all this clip art in here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we still utilize clip art. 
Yeah, and we did a lot of discovery around, you know, you have an you have an internal system that your schedule had to export from. So we had to account for limitations within that platform that you had to work in. And we were so grateful to have experts at the table who were able to tell us the ins and outs of, you know, you won't be able to change that. And, you know, you won't be able to do that. And we would ask a lot of questions like, can we change this? Can we delete this? Can we move this over? And it was really great to have all hands on deck um, to help us real to recognize what we could affect and what we couldn't in the schedule. Yeah. And one thing we, um, was a blessing and a curse was like Cheryl mentioned, we put everything into that schedule, right? We called it kind of our Bible, um, almost to the point where it was like a catalog, even though we did have a catalog, but the thing was, is our students, our staff too, and our students would, would literally use it and go step by step by step to try to figure out the processes and, um, all of the details related to their enrollment and the registration. And so, it was really hard. We knew that it was super text heavy. It was really uh, overwhelming to read, right? Um, to the point where it's like, whoa, I have to turn the page because there's so much text on that page. But at the same time, every line in there was purposeful because we knew that our students are low English uh, you know, learners. They are, um, some of them have, many of them have learning disabilities. Um, a lot of them are um, maybe seniors and, and they have um, low technology skills. So we can't always send them to the website. So there was a variety of reasons why we did what we did. However, that's why we really needed an expert to come in and say, okay, I appreciate that, but we can do it this way. So that it's, it's still, effective, but it's more a marketing tool, right? Let's get back to the the piece of, of being a marketing tool. And we did some really cool things in the schedule to bridge that gap between what you could find online and what you could find in the book. And we, we used QR codes, which the pandemic provided us a good, a good tool. QR to, codes are not dead now. <laughs> they reemerged as something that we all understand now. <laughs> And um, where somebody would need more information, we put the QR code in there and we directed them exactly to the page on the website where they needed that. And I know that that was a lift on your team to bring those pages along at the same time that the class schedule is coming along. Um, but it, it certainly helped us to condense. Yeah, and I think that was it was an opportunity for us to say, okay, we're going to cut some of it, not all of it. But also we're trying to train our staff and train our students. Okay, it's still there, but it's just in a different place. So let's let's get the basics here in our schedule, but then let's go to our website, which we really have been in the pandemic really helped us to solidify our website as our central information hub. And so, and then from there, so all the information is there. And then from there, we can do our class schedule, we can do our, our social media, our, you know, digital media ads, et cetera, um, posters, flyers, and whatever. But at least the website is where everyone can come and have it be the most updated and centralized um, point of information. And you were really lucky you had done a website project and your website turned out beautiful yes. and is very functional <laughs> and it's easy to use. So this was yes, we launched a website right when the pandemic happened. That was great. 
right in the middle of the pandemic. But that's okay. It was good. We we pushed through and we got that done. Yeah, you got it done. And so that was a, a great way to blend to make the publication a little bit more digital a yeah. little bit more user-friendly. So I'm, I'll am i put into the show notes a link to your class schedule so those people who want to see, uh, see it can pull it up. But what were some of the most popular changes or what have you heard the best feedback on of what has been changed? Can I, I tell a little color. story? I have, <laughs> I have one right away. Well, I'm sorry, Jamie. Can I jump in and tell a little story? Yes, I have please. one right away. Yes. So, so we, we gather all of our recommendations and we, we present to NOCE this beautiful concept of full color, big spreads for um, each, sec- each department division to have its own dedicated color and big page introduction. And we didn't know if they would be able to even go this route, if there would even be budget available. And when the team saw this vibrant, modern magazine style, schedule i remember the group saying it has to be in color (laughs) like we have to produce this in color and so it was such a great coup to hear resounding like yes let's make that investment in full color let's let's not do this in one color and black and white again and so that was probably one of the biggest wins for this project is you have just it's a beautiful full color magazine style piece yeah, that I would agree. It was that was huge. Um, and because our programs are so unique and so different, you know, ESL versus emeritus versus parenting, um, sometimes things would get lost in there because we offered so many things for so many different populations. And so now we have them brilliantly color-coded, right? So all of ESL is green and all of emeritus is blue and all of parenting is is uh pink or whatever um so so that was really exciting because it's real easy to see oh you have a a whole variety of different types of options here um we just printed our spring schedule so we had the iteration number two yay and so this time we added um basically like a header at the top of that color so the word english as a second language at the top um so now it's even easier like to just kind of fan through it and you can see the title right there but um and you're saving time i know i asked Jennifer, yeah. like you just did a second one did our template that we provided you save you time this time and she said oh my gosh it was so much easier to put the schedule together this yeah. time we had a few hiccups the first go around with our printer and, and just kind of making sure that we're all speaking the same language but once we got all those um details down yeah it went so smooth and um that was part of it i think yeah jamie mentioned we were utilizing word um in a really sort of homegrown system um to pull to extract the information from banner and so that was a lot of the no we can't do that because we have to use the system and so our it our district it um really and then our 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 class schedule coordinator they really worked hard um and she was awesome our team member Sheila she was like yes I will learn and she's learned she had learned in design in the past but she was ready to you know upgrade her skills um even more and refresh herself and um you know dive in and so now we're doing it in InDesign and it's you know the template that you provided was was great and um, so the second go around, it was, it was, it's just 
it was very streamlined and um, it, it went a lot quicker. So that was really exciting. Well, I think those the two examples speak a lot to sometimes having external help because you hear inside like we can't do full color. We don't have we don't have money for full color. We have to do this in Word because you can't pull the schedule any other way. And then you get an outsider come in and say like, this is what you could have, right? <laughs> right? Like shiny okay. object. Here's the, yeah, here's the funder. Right? Yeah, and like I haven't met any. I've worked with a hundred colleges, and I've never met one that does their schedule in Word. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know it's been a long time coming. It's been so. The it other helps. thing too is yeah, definitely with your assistance, we really needed someone to come in and help us streamline all the text. Because we're just, we're right in the middle of it. And we, you know, when you're in the in it, it's hard to kind of get out of there. And, and so um, it was great for Jamie to come in and say, do you really need to say these three paragraphs? Can you can say it in two sentences, you know? Um, and it, some of it, again, it was like, oh, I don't know if we can do that. But guess what? We did. And, it, and it, I think some, some things we had to have happy medium, you know, compromising, but... Um, for the most part, that was really helpful to have an outsider's perspective to help us, you know, streamline a lot of those processes and right. text. Yeah, you had, um, I don't remember how many pages at the end of policies and procedures. And then and the text was like, like 10, 10 point because <laughs> there were so many. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> we're like, well, do you really need all this? So I think. Right. And again, it was like. Yes, but let's house it on the website, right? So um, so a lot of direct links and QR codes and all that kind of things to, yeah, that's important and we need it, but maybe not in this tangible book every single time. So. so as we wrap up, I know there's a lot of colleges out there who are looking to do the same thing. They're taking old publications that have been tired and just trying to give them new life, um, making them less reference-based and more marketing forward. Do you have any advice for colleges who are embarking on projects like this? I think like what Jamie said, it was really helpful to have all the parties on the table. So we we did have instruction there and what they look at in terms of the scheduling. We did have our schedule coordinators, our um, our marketing team, and then um, our A&R team. And then of course our president, right? Executive leadership. So we had a lot of buy-in. I think everybody was really motivated. Um, but I also think um, one thing we we gave access to Jamie and the team was our authentic photos. And so we really don't like, you know, you mentioned clip art. Yes, we were we were guilty of using that, but we really tried to not use um, stock images wherever we could. So um, we had luckily built up a library of really nice um, classroom photos that really showed our diversity of our students and um the, their joy, honestly, when you look at a lot of our students, I mean, there are some where they're, you know, seriously studying and things like that. Of course, you have to have those. But um, a lot of our students, they just love being here. And then you can just see that coming through in their photos. And so that was really important for us. And then when Jamie and the team presented, they had these full page students smiling photos. I mean, that just really made a huge impact. So I think in any type of publication, when you're trying to um, you know, show the benefits of your school. And I think that's really important is showing, you know, the reaction of students. I learned long ago, don't show buildings, show students, right? And so I really tried to, to, um, to keep that, you know, moving forward. 
I think too, less is more, right? Because I'm I'm guilty. I I love where I love writing. I love to explain it. Um, and so, but I find okay, let's take a relook at that, and and really, it does uh, when you can simplify in text and make it real concise. It really just makes the message clear, and people want to read it. Um, and so, I think that that was that's really important as well. What about you, Jamie? I think you covered almost everything. Um, I just know from being a marketing director in the past that I would have never embarked on a project like this if I didn't have a partner to to help me facilitate it. I mean, you could have never figured out how to do this in the with all the other priorities you have. So <laughs> I was glad to be able to bring that that expertise in and help you and be an outside sounding voice and a little bit of a different a, a pro opinion or approach um, a, to be able to look at it with a lens that everybody inside your organization might not have been looking at. And so um, it's I very know true. That, that our partnership is really great. And I, I love all the different things that we work on together um, because because we are partners and we're parlaying ideas off each other all the time. I was going to say, yeah, luckily we get along really well. And sometimes I have to be like, okay, Jamie, I'm going to make you the bad guy right now. Because... <laughs> yeah, FYI. Because we got to get bus. through yeah. or whatever, you know. <laughs> or she'll say, well, I'll say it as the outsider. I'm like, okay, great, you see that. So anyway, but in the end, I think it we had some great compromises and um, some wins for sure. So um, it was very exciting. Well, I think, I, I hope that you enter it into some contests maybe, see if it can get a recognition because yeah. it is beautiful. And and I, as a closing note, just want to echo the photography, like stock photography does not look like non-credit students. <laughs> like <laughs> they're too handsome. Like some of the, people you're just like people don't look like that <laughs> you <True>. know <laughs> so um your photography was beautiful and it did it makes it it brings a lot of pride and i think yes, that's one thing sure. that we might overlook in marketing is you know you're obviously you're trying to recruit students you're trying to show the community your programs but you're also really showcasing who you are and that makes people who work yes. with you and for you really proud. And I think this was a project you can be really proud of. For sure. And I think um, I really have to give it up too, to um, to our president, Valentina Patel. She's very, um, she's always gung-ho. She's like, let's do it. Let's, she, she tries to really establish um, at our institution, like we're not going to do it just because that's the way we've always done it. So she really encourages us um, as a school to be innovative. In fact, she really was like, please be innovative, bring new ideas. And so she and I talked about this and uh, this was one of the ideas. We had this enrollment recovery plan. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about is that as of August of 2022, um, as we're starting to emerge from the pandemic, um, we were down 43% in our enrollment over the prior year. So when we were deep um, in the pandemic. And so that's startling and, <laughs> you know, life altering essentially. And so we really had to come up with a plan and she came up with, you know, this enrollment recovery strategy that all, you know, the whole institution kind of came on board with, but it really had the prongs of, of all the, the students' journey. So from on uh, outreach to onboarding, 
to instruction, student success, and basic needs, and sort of all the different um, tactics related to those items. And um, outreach was a huge part of that. And so we were reimagining um, what does that look like for us? And so we did invest in some digital media, but really the this re, class schedule reorganization reimagined um, was a big piece of the puzzle. And um, because we know that, you know, we have to, we had to also re-engage our community um, you know, that, that we're starting to emerge out of the pandemic, we had to show them, hey, we're here again. We want we want to engage with you. You know, some of our partners didn't quite make it out of the pandemic in terms of their businesses or organizations closed. And so we also really needed to um, re-engage our old partners, but also establish new partners. And so this class schedule is like not only a tool, obviously, for our students, and um, but it was for also to showcase to our community partners and to say, hey, how can we partner with you? How can we bring more uh, benefit to our community? And so uh, that's what we're doing now. We're re-engaging our partners and we're really excited about that. And so we went from down 43% to about a month later, we were only down 4%, and now I think we're about even. So it's very exciting. So I know it was more than just the class schedule, but that definitely was... um, was one of the pieces. And so we're really proud of that accomplishment. That is a tremendous success story. Yes, Yes. (laughs) for sure. And then we, you know, we tell everyone it's a living document. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of how, if if people say, well, we, maybe we should look at this or do that. Great. Let's look at it and let's see if we can make it better the next time. And so we really just want it to be really effective. And we're actually going to be doing focus groups with our students to, to, to gather more data from them. Well, that's great. Well, I I love talking to you about this. I love the project. I'm going to put a link to NOCE and your class schedule page um, in the podcast show notes. And if anybody wants to reach out to Jennifer, she's awesome. So (laughs) she's incredible. Thank you so much for your time and uh, for highlighting our project. Yeah, it was very exciting. That's good. And I look forward to what's next. So thank you both so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks, Jamie. All right. Take care. That wraps up this month's episode of Higher Education Coffee and Conversation. I hope you enjoyed the discussion and learned something new. And if you like the podcast, I would love it if you would leave us a review and make sure to take a screenshot and email me or hit me up on LinkedIn and I'll send you one of our fantastic GradCom shot glasses and a little something something to go with it. On behalf of all of us at GradCom, thank you for listening and thank you for working hard to make higher education a reality for students across the nation. Until next time.